Hi, it's Radhika Jones, Editor-in-Chief of Vanity Fair. If you love digging into the week's political headlines, subscribe to Vanity Fair. Our reporters take you behind the scenes of some of the biggest stories from the campaign trail to the halls of Congress. Just for our Inside the Hive listeners, save 15% on a yearly digital subscription to Vanity Fair with promo code POD15. That's VanityFair.com, promo code POD15, for 15% off one year of all you can read, watch, and hear. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok, and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. So, more than six months after the historic settlement between Dominion and Fox, you just must be chilling on a beach somewhere. I wish, Brian, but sadly, no. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> This may be a good time to tell you that I'm cheating on you with another screen right now as I review an email that needs to go out to opposing counsel in the Mike Lindell, OAN, Patrick Byrne, Powell, and Giuliani cases. The lawsuits continue. But what about you, Steve? Steven, you must be on vacation somewhere. We have so much work ahead of us, Brian. I mean, we, we got a little breather after the settlement, but we've got a trial coming up next September against Newsmax and, and multiple trials the year after that uh, against five other sets of defendants in D.C. So no, we've, we've got a long road ahead uh, to finish up this work for Dominion. You just heard from Stephen Shackelford and Davida Brooke, two of the partners at Sussman Godfrey, the law firm that helped Dominion gain justice in the courts after being defamed by Fox News. And I'm Brian Stelter. Let me welcome you to Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. This week, we're going inside big lie accountability and all the forms it can take. You know, before all the Trump indictments, before all the Trump trials, there was this groundbreaking moment of accountability. Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit against Fox. So much was unearthed, so much was revealed, that I felt compelled to chronicle it all in a book. And that book, Network of Lies, is coming out next week, November 14th. I hope you've pre-ordered. Thank you if you have. And if you haven't, log on to Amazon, BNN, Bookshop, wherever. Go ahead and pre-order a copy so you receive it on publication day. The book is about a lot of things, but at the heart of the story is Dominion v. Fox. Most people know the case ended in a blockbuster settlement last April. That's why I'm joking with the lawyers that they must have retired by now. But there's actually so much more to the case. And as I just said, there's so much more to do. As I dove into all of this, some members of the Dominion legal team were really generous with their time, helping educate me and telling me the backstory of the cases. And two of them, Stephen and Davida, are with me here today. Before we get into the Fox piece, Davida, you said you're cheating on me. You're literally working on a, a note about uh, one of these many cases. Explain to us what's happening with the other defendants. Dominion sued Newsmax and Mike Lindell and others, and it's going differently than the Fox case. Can you explain why? So Dominion did indeed bring several other lawsuits. We have lawsuits pending against Newsmax, One America News, Mike Lindell and MyPillow, Sidney Powell and her law firm, Rudy Giuliani, and Patrick Byrne. 
One of them is in Delaware in the same court before the same judge as the Fox case, and the rest are all in the District of Columbia, and they're all proceeding towards trial. Um, And we are excited as they all move faster and faster towards that end goal. So the two of you have taught me some of the legal jargon, and maybe this doesn't even count as jargon, but the D.C. case, that's consolidated, right? It's been consolidated. Is that right? It's been consolidated for purposes of discovery. So, for instance, we're going to have uh, depositions with a bunch of different parties attending uh, in the spring of this coming year. You asked a question before about what, what's the difference with these other cases. Yeah, The other cases move slower, including because most of them are in D.C., and the D.C. courts are very busy still to this day with a lot of the uh, of the January 6th cases. So, yeah, it just slows things out, slows the cases. All the cases there are, are moving at a slower pace. And Delaware courts have traditionally moved at a, at a quicker pace, which is why we were able to get to trial in Fox just two years after we filed suit. In the legal world, that's considered fast, right, Stephen? Uh, that's lightning speed. That's record speed. I mean, to get to get from filing to a trial in just over two years for a case that settles for $787.5 million, where there's a billion-dollar-plus damages claim, yeah, I hadn't seen anything like it uh, mm. up until that point. So there's not a lot you all can say about the Newsmax case, the Lindell case, because they are pending. You know, there's discovery. It's working its way through the courts. So let's go back in time with the Fox case. Davida, what I learned when I was working on Network of Lies was that you and Stephen and Justin Nelson, who ended up being the three co-lead attorneys of Dominion v. Fox, uh, representing Dominion, what I learned is that you were working pro bono during the 2020 election, trying to defend the integrity of the election, a lot like what you ended up doing Dominion, but you were doing that work before Dominion was even defamed. You were doing it before Election Day 2020. Tell me about what what you were doing. Yeah, Brian, long before Dominion became a household name, long before I will admit I had ever heard of them, Stephen Shackelford, Justin Nelson, and myself, and a variety of other partners and associates at our firm had decided to donate their time to try to just make sure that every legally cast vote got counted. That was it. We weren't working for the Republicans. We weren't working for the Democrats. We were just working on behalf of organizations that were trying to ensure that every legally cast vote got counted no matter what happened in 2020, which if you can go back in time and put yourself in that mindset, there was a lot of uncertainty about what was going to happen in 2020. And by that, I mean, was there going to be challenges to legitimately cast votes? Was there going to be violence at the polls? Um, We had a lot of different scenarios that we were planning for and that we ended up litigating. As it turned out, uh, there were a lot of cases filed uh, by the Trump campaign, by Donald Trump himself, by Sidney Powell, by others. And we ended up getting involved with some of those cases. So we, the first thing we ended up having to do after the election, as all that was playing out, is stand up in court and defend the results of the election against what we thought were crazy, frivolous challenges. Uh, but of course, as we all saw in real time, it, the challenges were not just in court. Many of them never even made it to court, or, and they were these crazy challenges being mounted on the network news, on on Fox News and other places that we saw that it was, as it was happening. But our first job was to make sure the, that the election challenges, that the illegitimate election challenges were rebuffed and courts ruled the right way, you know, more than 50 times. We were involved in some of those cases. Many other law firms were involved in those cases. And uh, that was a, that was what we did in November and December of 2020. 
Meantime, Dominion is being turned into this villain, this boogeyman in the right-wing media. It started on Fox on November 8th, 2020, just one day after Biden was projected to be president-elect. Stars like Maria Bartiromo just couldn't handle the truth. And so, well, here's what Maria said on the air that morning. I'm back with Sidney Powell, who is part of President Trump's legal team in contesting this election. Sidney, we talked about the Dominion software. I know that there were voting irregularities. Tell me about that. That's to put it mildly. The computer glitches could not and should not have happened in, at, at all. Those, that is where the fraud took place, where they were flipping votes in the computer system or adding votes that did not exist. We need an audit of all of the computer systems that uh, played any role in this fraud whatsoever. And it went downhill from there. These lies about Dominion aired on multiple Fox shows, multiple shows on other networks. Within days, President Trump was repeating these lies. Dominion needed legal help. So, Stephen, when did Dominion call in the likes of Sussman Godfrey? Well, it's interesting. Dominion uh, hired early on the folks who became our co-counsel, Claire Locke, uh, an excellent law firm focused on defamation cases. And Claire Locke advised him early in, in all of this in November, December of 2020. Uh, what happened with us was... Claire Locke filed the initial lawsuits against, you know, Sidney Powell, I think, and Rudy Giuliani. And we saw what was happening to Dominion. Uh, We actually reached out. We said, we think we could add value here. Uh, You're going to need a lot of help to file suits against, you know, the the, the biggest folks on the block like Fox. And we spoke with them over a series of weeks. And eventually they, they brought us on board to file the Fox lawsuit. And then we filed a number of other lawsuits later in the year against Newsmax, OEN, and Patrick Byrne. So it was, they put together Dominion and, and their lead investor, Staple Street, uh, put together with a great combined legal team to push all these cases forward. And I don't want to gloss over what happened to Dominion that caused the need for this team. You know, the death threats, the harassment. Uh, this is something that you all, you know, studied intensively to prepare for trial. What was happening to the employees of Dominion as a result of the lies? Brian, it was just terrible. And honestly, thank you for that question, because I do think that in all of the coverage of this trial and everything that got unearthed because of it, one of the things that is often lost, which shouldn't be, is what the people of Dominion had to go through, which really was just an unbelievable, and and I really shouldn't even use the past tense, continues to be an unbelievable onslaught of threats and harassment and just a total change to their daily life and how they can go about living it. And the resolve that our client, Dominion and Staple Street Capital, had to actually go forward with this case, given what its people had been through and given what it knew its people would have to continue to go through in order to shine the light they wanted to shine, really is one of the things that to this day, I think, is just sets Dominion and and Staple Street apart. Right. There was clear harm. You all appear to have a strong case because of the number of times Dominion was defamed on the air. But you had to design a case without knowing what was in the emails and text messages. You had to design a case without knowing what Maria Bartiromo, for example, was actually thinking. So, Stephen, how did you all narrowly tailor the lawsuit that was actually filed in early 2021? I, I, the way I would put it, Brian, is we focused on all the information that was publicly available to Fox throughout the two and a half month period when they were publishing these lies. 
Uh, it was it was publicly available information, as well as repeated emails that were an uh, outreach to Fox to tell them, please stop this. These are horrible lies. This is nowhere near the truth. Let's explain that in more detail. Those are fact-checking emails that were sent by the PR firm hired by Dominion. And we know that Fox staffers received them because they were being blasted out in November of 2020. So in other words, you knew, well, I don't want to take the line that you told me for the book. How do you put it? Brian, the truth was in Fox's inbox from very early on. What Dominion called these were setting the record straight emails. Literally, that was what they were titled. And over and over again, to to tens, if not, you know, over 100 people at Fox, uh, Dominion sent these emails on a near daily and then often a daily basis saying what just what you just put up is not true. And you don't have to take our word for it, Dominion said. Here are all these trusted third party sources that are debunking these lies in real time. You got to stop it. You got to cut it out. And then you have an episode where Tony Fratto, who's a former Bush administration official, who reached out directly to the CEO of Fox News. You don't have defamation cases typically where the where the CEO is is begged to put a stop to this. And and they still they keep publishing these lies. Yeah, so you knew about Tony Fratto's messages, you knew about the fact-checking emails, but there was so much you didn't know about what was going on inside Fox when you filed suit in early 2021. Let's talk about that process of discovery after a quick break. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How is your social battery right now? Is it bursting with energy or drained? How do you recharge it? Have you ever reflected on those questions? Therapy can give you the self-awareness to build a social life that doesn't drain your battery. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Hive today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Hive. And we're back here on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. I'm Brian Stelter, speaking with Stephen Shackelford and Davida Brooke, two of the co-lead attorneys of the Dominion case against Fox News that was settled last April. It's chronicled in my new book, Network of Lies. And here you are kind of listening in on one of my interviews. Basically, I was able to interview Stephen and Davida as this was going on and then afterward to, to fill in the story. Here's one of the parts that surprised me most. Uh, Davida, you didn't know in March and April of 2021 that uh, the judge was going to hear you out. Uh, Many of these cases get thrown out early on by a judge. So tell me about those early innings of this case before the public heard about it. It did not go down without a fight, Brian. Um, In fact, it did not go down without several 
dozens of fights. Um, pretty much every document we got in this case, we got after multiple prolonged multi-hour hearings before a special master where we had to explain over and over and over again why we believed that we were entitled to know what Fox News executives, what Fox News talent, what Fox News producers, what they were saying to each other in real time in the moment when they thought nobody was watching. So when you all started telling me about this process, this document discovery process, I thought it was going to be so boring. And then I realized it's the core of the case. It's crucial because you had to obtain all of these messages, the ones that, you know, we've now all heard from Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson, you know, all, all of their internal feelings and emotions. You had to fight in front of a judge for all of this. Um, and just to be clear, Stephen, y'all didn't always win. It wasn't like the judge was always siding with you. No, it's true. In fact, the, the first major ruling in the case uh, on discovery went against us. It was to say that we were, it was to order Dominion to produce documents going back to 2010 with these very broad search terms that Fox had, had proposed to us. And we lost that fight. And so we produced you know, well over a million documents wow. uh, to, to, to Fox as part of that. But we turned that around and said, you know, what's good for the goose, uh, we should get, obviously, frankly, we should get broader discovery into Fox because we had to prove their state of mind. And to, to, to their credit, both the special master and the judge uh, applied the same approach to both sides. The special master uh, said over and over again, I'm not going to define relevance for the two parties. And he gave us, I wouldn't say broad discovery, the correct discovery uh, into Fox's internal emails, text messages, corporate documents. But as Davida said, it wasn't without a fight. We had uh, you know, two or three times a week uh, for the course of maybe two or three months uh, we, especially Davida, often would appear in front of the special master on these Zoom hearings that could go three to five hours at a pop. And the special master would hear out both sides until they had said everything they could possibly say. And he'd issue quick rulings over and over again. Davida, for people who don't know how these legal intricacies work, you needed all these documents. Why? Because you needed to prove state of mind. So I would put it a little differently, Brian. We were entitled to all these documents, right? We really thought that based on just those setting the record straight emails to say nothing of just the mountain of publicly available evidence that was going around in November of 2020 saying this is all false, please stop, right? Chris Krebs telling folks, please stop, that we had Fox. But we're certainly entitled to know what the speaker of these messages, what the producers of these shows, what the executives who rubber stamped them were all thinking at the time. And it turned out that a lot of them were thinking about this at the time, and they had some interesting thoughts. <laughs> and April 2022 was a turning point, correct me if I'm wrong, because that's when the special master opened up the, the vault more clearly. You had a lot more access just months before depositions began. So you started taking depositions, putting people like Maria Bartiromo under oath in the summer of 2022, as this case was speeding toward trial. The judge had already set a date, right? April 2023. It seems like he was on your side from a let's get to the end of this. Is that right? Like he wanted to get this done. I, I would say he had told both parties that he thought it was very important that this case get heard as quickly as reasonably possible mm. because he he recognized it was important uh, given the subject matter and given that we had more elections coming up in this country. Mm. So he, he had not prejudged anything. 
you know, he took a long time, for instance, to read over all the summary judgment papers and make his rulings there. But but he said, whichever way this goes, he conveyed that this case was going to go to trial. He set a trial date. He was going to stick to that trial date. And he did. And what that meant, Brian, in practice was, yeah, we had all sorts of discovery fights. Um, we kept getting more documents produced, even into the fall. I don't think we took a single important deposition with all the documents we would eventually get for that particular deponent. Really? So I don't want to say you were flying blind, but you were flying without all the available information when you were taking those depositions? Yeah, that's that's how it was. And we huh. we had we got documents even towards the end of the year that we were planning to use at trial, but we couldn't use them in deposition because we had already taken those depositions. So, oh. but we were fine with that because we, we, we took the depositions we wanted. We got great material out of the depositions using the documents we had, and we were ready to use the additional documents at trial. I know this is a question you can't answer, but I have to pose it. Why didn't Fox beg to settle the entire time? We thank you for asking it, Brian. I see Davida. I see Davida on the camera shrugging. She's shrugging in her hey, Zoom I'm not camera. Answering the question. Um, no, we we can't answer the question. Just like you know, look, you know, as with every conversation we've had for you, we we always have the same line. We're bound by certain things we can and cannot talk about, including a protective order that, even though this case is over, is still very much in place and that we take very seriously. Just let me nerd out for one minute. What does that mean? A protective order. It means that at the beginning of most cases um, these days, any sort of uh, complicated commercial litigation, both sides enter into a agreement or an order of the court that says what information that gets shared can and cannot be discussed publicly, can and cannot mm. be discussed with attorneys outside the case. Um, it's not something unique to this case, but it is something that exists in this case. And as a result... There are lots of things that we have always refrained from commenting on and that we'll always continue to refrain from commenting on. It means both sides can mark documents confidential and we can't discuss documents that are marked confidential that never came out in a public filing. Okay, right. So you all cannot talk about any settlement talks, whether they happened or not. Um, I'll let readers pick up the book and, and get more into that part of the story. Uh, but let's get to this. I think you can answer this despite the protective order. Dominion's strategy was, yes, to either get this into court and, and be in front of a jury or settle and make a lot of money. But it was about more than the money. It was about getting the truth, the truth about the company affirmed by the court and in public. And Stephen, was that clear all along? I know that was clear toward the end, but was it clear all along that Dominion wanted more than just a money, more than just a check? Absolutely. Absolutely. We knew that from when we first started drafting the complaint that it was important that the complaint convey the truth of what happened, all the publicly available information that proved that Fox was broadcasting lies. I mean, it's a very heavily uh, 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 footnoted complaint because we show all the third-party sources that that debunk these lies in real time. And, you know, the, the, the client was committed to getting the truth out, both the truth of what actually happened in the election and the truth of what Fox did, the truth of the lies that Fox told and how Fox had to have known they were lies. And as we found out through Discovery, did in fact know that. I'll just jump in there briefly, Brian, because look, Shaq and I are trial lawyers. We're always excited to go to trial. You can imagine we were especially excited to go to trial in a case like this. And so the real credit here goes to the client. It goes to Dominion and to Staple Street Capital, who had the resolve truly from day one that this was about more than just that. This was about setting the record straight. 
Does it feel to you, Davida, like the courts right now are the the primary way uh, to push back against the big lie? You know, that of all the ways to hold people accountable for this nonsense, that it's mostly happening through the courts. I'm very proud of the role that the courts have played throughout this entire process, going back to the work that Shaq and Justin and I did in 2020, all the way through to the Dominion cases. I think that, as Shaq said, there's been no prejudgment. There's been nowhere on your side or this side. There's just been a lot of really hard work on behalf of a lot of really great judges, really great clerks, really great special masters. I mean, I know how much my team put into this case. I have a feeling that the folks on the other side of that podium put up an equal amount into making sure that they got these cases right. Mm. So you mentioned that trial that wasn't. I want to ask you more about that, the opening argument that you would have been giving much more after a quick break. Thank you for listening to Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. If you're enjoying the show, please don't hesitate to leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to click the follow button as well so you get our latest episodes as soon as they drop. You come to the New Yorker Radio Hour for conversations that go deeper with people you really want to hear from, whether it's Bruce Springsteen or Questlove or Olivia Rodrigo, Liz Cheney, or the godfather of artificial intelligence, Jeffrey Hinton, or some of my extraordinarily well-informed colleagues at The New Yorker. So join us every week on The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts. Back here on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair, I'm Brian Stelter talking with Stephen Shackelford and Davida Brooke. So, Shaq, your opening argument, you were practicing it for, can I say weeks? Definitely the weekend before the trial, but definitely weeks? Yes, working on it. I mean, you, you tinker, you keep revising it, practicing it certainly the entire weekend before trial. And never crossed my mind, honestly, that Tuesday as we're heading to court, that the case might settle before I get to stand up and give it. Oh, come on, really? The judge even delayed for a day because he knew there were talks underway. I, the judge delayed for a day because, you know, some of the potential jurors couldn't come back that Monday is what I understood. And I think that was also the truth, Brian. I mean, it's this was this was a case that I think was always destined to go to trial. And, you know, with our client, uh, settlement was a dirty word. We were no, nobody was to talk about it. We, we the, they were committed to getting the truth out, holding Fox accountable and. You know, we thought the only possible way to do that was to put together the papers and everything we put out with the summary judgment and then to then to have a trial. Well, so in this new book, Network of Lies, that just quick plug comes out November 14th. Uh, I describe, uh, Shaq, your, your weekend before you're your, your rehearsing the opening statement, the opening argument. What were you going to say? What was the 30 second version? Give it to us. Uh, the five second version. <laughs> Fox knew. I mean, that's the whole story. That's what the evidence was going to show. Fox knew that what they were putting up were lies, terrible lies that were doing great damage. I mean, I think there's a quote from the Rupert Murdoch deposition about this terrible lies of Sidney Powell being damaging to everybody from that November 19th press conference. That's, it's, it's two words, Fox knew, which is something that we put into our summary judgment papers that actually was something we worked on. It was an idea, I think, that originally came from our client, from Hutan Yagubzida, this idea of Fox knew that really encapsulated the case and we carried it through. And that was going to be a, a central, a central theme 
of the opening as well. But I was also excited, Brian, in the opening to get the chance to introduce the world to, to Dominion, who had dealt with all this and who had had to put up with all this, mm. um, who had worked so hard to get us all to that point and, and hold Fox accountable. And I think people often forget that, you know, this, this isn't just, you know, fill in the blank versus Fox News. It was Dominion Voting Systems, a real company, a very successful company leading into the 2020 election that executed with flying colors in the 2020 election. Mm. They were targeted because they were in every swing state that mattered. And that's why they were the one, you know, the missing link that these conspiracy theorists could falsely point to, to carry forward their conspiracy theories. And Dominion, they were actually heroes of the election because their systems worked. Their systems that do one thing, they count paper ballots. And because you had paper ballots in Georgia that the uh, state could recount every single one of them by hand with human beings looking at the names on those papers that proved that the Dominion machines worked exactly as they should have, that disproved, Mm. that debunked all the conspiracy theories. I mean, Dominion systems worked great. They should have come out of that election on top of the world. And I was going to tell that story in the opening. It was going to be a big part of the trial. But instead, because of the because of. Fox News and the many other actors who many of whom were still proceeding against it was exactly the opposite they were they were put through hell uh, hell that continues to this day let's just go a little deeper on that Davido why did they do it why why did they lie oh gosh i don't dare to guess at why fox news does anything that fox news does or doesn't do not um, just not just fox rudy mike lindale and sydney powell why they all have to come up with this you know bullshit why they have to come up with this bad guy why they have to invent a villain i think that if you read our complaint brian we offer an answer to that question which is they did it for the ratings for the ratings they did it because they were motivated by the competition in the marketplace that is what we alleged in our complaint, and I think it's what Discovery bore out. Mm. Were you as pained as Shaq was not to be in in the courtroom having the trial in April? I don't know who would win a competition for who was pained more. Having heard <laughs> Stephen Shackelford's opening argument no less than 22 times, including, I think, a drunken rendition in our war room the night that the case settled, um, I will tell you it is a thing of beauty, and I am very sad that the rest of the world did not get to hear it. But no, me too. I was going to get to do some incredibly wonderful cross-examinations and direct presentations. And we all wanted to have that experience and do that. But at Mm. the end of the day, not having to put the Dominion employees through all of that, not having to put them through that process was, I think, a really big win in and of itself. Interesting. So about a week after the settlement, Tucker Carlson is ousted from Fox News. His show is canceled. He's basically fired. And he came out later and he publicly said, as if he believes it's a fact, that he was fired because of Dominion as a, quote, condition of the Dominion settlement. So is that true? No, that is a complete lie. Davida, do you know why he was fired? Brian, I certainly do not know why Tucker Carlson was fired, but you know who does know why Tucker Carlson was fired? Fox. And they, for whatever reason, have elected not to tell the American people why they made that decision. And that's where it is. 
Yeah, it's just been kind of frustrating for me as a reporter to see this lie spread, you know, that he claims was about Dominion when it wasn't. Um, but I'll leave that off to the side. Talking about reality here and and getting back to reality versus the big lie, um, there was a moment on Capitol Hill where uh, the new speaker, the House Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, was uh, taking questions. And a reporter asked about why he supported Trump's attempt to overturn the election based on these lies. Let's just play that clip for a second. Mr. Johnson, you helped lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 Shut up, they said. They don't, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about what happened. I do feel that's what's happened in many corners of, of the right, of, of the MAGA media. 2020 has been memory hold. These lies have been memory hold. And am I right to say that your all's lawsuits, the litigation, is an attempt to make sure it's not forgotten? <laughs> to make sure that there's accountability for this? I tell that to my team almost every week where we point out that rightly or wrongly, these issues are still very salient in our society and that the work that they're doing on these cases and the hours they're putting in and the time they're spending away from their families is, is not for naught. And that we are hugely grateful to them to all of the time and investment that they're putting into setting the record straight. I remember talking to Tony Fratto for the book, and uh, you mentioned him earlier. He was the spokesman uh, working at a company then called Hamilton Place, sending those setting the record straight emails. It's now called Penta Group, but the firm still represents Dominion three plus years later. And and what Tony Fratto said to me, Tony's moved on. He's at Goldman Sachs now. But what Tony said to me was, normally around elections, you know, we have these short-term contracts. You work for a voting technology company for a month or two, and then and then people move on. But here's this firm working with Dominion for more than three Three years because it's still not over. And that's the same for you all. It's Usman Godfrey. It's been almost three years uh, living and breathing this case. Stephen, is it worth it? Absolutely. It's, you said earlier that, uh, that the courts were doing, I think I'm paraphrasing, doing most of the work of, of trying to ensure there's accountability. I think they're doing almost all, if not all the work. I mean, that's the one place that uh, you can't shout down the court yeah, you can't just say, oh, be quiet. We don't want to hear about that. The courts are going to hear the cases. And these cases are important. And it's, it's the Dominion cases. It's other cases that are brought against uh, against people spreading lies like this, against other, uh, I guess, other uh, victims. It's the, it's the criminal cases, the other civil cases. That's The court system has held up and done a great job of being fair to these defendants, but also giving us an opportunity to hold them accountable for what they did and to show the world uh, what the truth is, and that these people who should have known better broadcast lies uh, when they when they shouldn't have. So, I, look, it, it's absolutely worth it. But the client deserves tremendous credit. Dominion deserves tremendous credit for sticking to this through all the rest of these trials that are going to come up. Yeah, this is not a past tense story. This is very much present tense. I'm going to let you all get back to work <laughs> since you have a lot ahead of you. Stephen, Davida, thank you both. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Once again, that was Davida Brooke and Stephen Shackelford, two of the co-lead attorneys in Dominion Voting Systems case against Fox News. For much more on the case against Fox and the Trump trials that are all pending, check out my book, Network of Lies. It's on sale November 14th, but you can pre-order it today wherever books are sold. This episode of Inside the Hive was produced by Gianna Palmer. 
Our executive producer is Stephen Valentino. We had engineering assistance from Gabe Caroga, and our mixing is by Bob Mallory. I'm Brian Stelter. You can find me on Twitter and threads at Brian Stelter and email me anytime. I'm at bstelter at gmail.com. I love hearing from you about the show, and I love hearing your ideas for future episodes. And speaking of that, we'll be back next week. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts. From PR.